Thanks for checking out the Elevate Student Ministry Podcast. To find out more about us, visit our website at iloveelevate.com. You can also stay up to date with what's going on by finding us on social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends. We hope you enjoy this message and it brings you closer to Jesus. so good that you would carry our burdens for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for carrying our sin on the cross. Thank you for hope and joy. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness over and over again. Lord, open up our ears and let everyone who has eyes see and everyone who has ears hear what your word is tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you freely. Let us surrender ourselves completely to your word. And I pray that you will open my mouth with your words and shut my mouth with my own. Lord, so that it's your seeds of your word that are planted in all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. You guys are fabulous. Thank you. Thank you, Bailey, for your word. Well done. The Holy Spirit used you. Give her a hand. Thank you, Bailey. Woo! Are you all awake? You all awake? Are you all ready for a second word tonight? Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. All right. Just want to make sure everybody's awake. Oh, man. This is not tonight's. Here we go. Oh, this will be fine. Thank you. You're awesome. Did y'all hear them? No. Me neither. Did y'all say anything? Yeah. Did words come out of your mouth? Yeah. Elevate! Jesus! Woo! They're on fire. Y'all didn't even respond. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Elevate! Jesus! Ah! Man, he is so worth it. Y'all ready? We're going to do this together. We are one body of Christ, shouting on behalf of the Lord because he's amazing. One, two, three. Elevate! Jesus! Thank you, Jesus. That is all for you. I love it. I love how the Holy Spirit works because I get to tail, I get to attach onto, tag onto Bailey's message on what we talk about, friends. And what is it? in the body of Christ that we are looking for in a true, real friend. So I want to open with a question. What does a true friend look like? And we're going to begin with what are poisonous qualities of bad friends? I throw up the air quotes because they're obviously not a friend if they're bad, right? And if they're poisonous to us. 1 Corinthians 15.3 says this. Do not be fooled. Bad company corrupts what? I don't know. This is, this is profound. Bad company corrupts. I'm telling you, you want to know what you're going to look like in a year, look at your friend circle because you're going to look just like them. It's true. You hang out with people that are business-minded and determined to be millionaires by the time they're 20, you're going to get smarter. 
if you hang out with people that are just bumming through high school, not really concerned about anything, you're going to get dumber. The first quality of a bad friend, of a poisonous quality in a friend, is gossip. What can we compare gossip to? Gossip is like when someone steals your debit card and they go to places that you wouldn't have gone and spent money on things that you wouldn't have bought. That's what gossip is. They're mishandling your money. How much more violating is spending information about the details of someone's life? Proverbs 16, 28 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of conflict and gossip separates the best of friends. Do they have right to your information about details in your life? Do you have rights to their information about details in their life? Another is uncontrolled anger. What can we compare anger to? Anger is like pooping in your pants. Everyone around you is driven away, and you know what? Those pants aren't going to change themselves. You've got to be intentional. Consider this. Two hawks spotted a snake flopping around, and the hungrier one is like, what if we swoop down and we grab that bad boy together and make it easier? They swoop down, and then as they're in mid-flight, one of the hawks loses the strength in its wings and falls crashing to the earth because what they didn't recognize was that they were picking up a water moccasin. Anger is like when you're willing to hold on to something and eventually it'll bite you. And when you join yourself to someone who is an angry person with uncontrolled anger, you will be bitten. Proverbs 22, 24-25 says, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with someone who is easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself bitten. Another kind of dangerous quality in a friend is someone who has a consumer mindset, someone who is only here in the friendship to get what they can. You have to ask yourself the question, why are they your friends? A young couple lived by the beach, and they had family that visited all the time. And friends would come out of nowhere to come and stay with them. And then that same young couple moved inland to a small town, and friends stopped visiting, and family stopped staying quite as long when they came. Oprah Winfrey says this, Lots of people want to ride with you when you're in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when it breaks down. A parent wanted to treat their son So every Friday, the son would receive donuts and pizza in the cafeteria for him and all of his friends. That same parent lost their job. And when he went to the cafeteria and had no food for himself, few people sat with him and no one paid for his lunch. Why are your friends sticking around? Why are you sticking around your friends? What kind of friend are you? Proverbs 19.4 says, Wealth makes many friends... Poverty drives them away. Do you have friends that are just around because of what they can get from you? Maybe you just make them laugh all the time, and that's it. They just want to feel good about life. Maybe you're the one who needs to check yourself. Are you only around people because of what you can get from them? What does a true friend look like? A girl has three friends at a party. One friend says, hey, 
Let me get you a beer. One drink helps her loosen up, and she has way more fun on the dance floor. Another friend comes to her and says, why don't you just take, open up a couple of buttons on your blouse and show off your cleavage? And you know what? The guy that she'd been crushing on started noticing her. And the third friend came to her and said, you're acting foolish. You're a total idiot. But you know what? I'm out of here, and if you'll come with me, I'll buy Chick-fil-A, and I'll give you a ride home. I can guarantee you that girl is going to be so angry at her friend that she probably won't take her up on the offer, and the odds are she probably won't talk to her at school anymore. But which was truly her friend? Proverbs twelve twenty six says, The righteous should choose their friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Which of those are you surrounding yourself with? Which are you? What is a friend willing to do? A boy struggled with thoughts of suicide. He told his teacher, and the teacher taught him about chemical imbalances in the brain. So he told his youth pastor, and his youth pastor offered to pray with him. And he told his friend eventually, and his friend went and told his parents. That kid was so mad at the friend, which was truly his friend. Which are you surrounding yourself with? Which one are you? Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Sometimes a friend's willing to do the hard thing. Willing to offend you and sacrifice a friendship because they love you. What's the sign of a true friend? A pregnant college girl has two friends. One friend offered to take her to the abortion clinic, and said she would hold her hand through the whole thing. The other friend offered to rent an apartment together and help her raise her baby. Which one was truly her friend? Proverbs 18, 24, There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother or a relative. Which are you surrounding yourself with, and which are you? Where is a friend when you're in need? A widow named Gail received a terrible cancer diagnosis. She spent her nights home alone as a widow, scared. Her neighbor ran to Best Buy and bought a couple walkie-talkies and gave her one. And throughout the day, he and his family would just call her in the walkie-talkie throughout the day. She wasn't quite as afraid anymore. One day, the chemotherapy took a bad turn and hospitalized her for several days. So he snuck in to the hospital room adjacent to hers and had the nurse bring in a walkie-talkie. Hello, Gail, are you there? Who is the real friend? What kind of friends are you surrounding yourself with? And what kind are you? Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone who falls alone is in real trouble. What is a true friend's goal for your life? This is an interesting question. What is your friend's goal for you? You following that? You probably didn't think about, maybe we should have goals for our friendship. Does your friendship have a purpose that's greater than just a mutual... Oh, wait, back up. What's your friend, true friend's goal for your life? A man... Couldn't walk, but he had several friends. And I know you know the story. The several friends tried to bring him to Jesus. 
and they couldn't get in because the house that Jesus was preaching in was too full. So they carried him up on the roof, dug a hole in the roof, tied in some ropes using bowling knots, I'm sure, and lowered him to Jesus. Their goal was to get him closer to Jesus. Is your friendship bringing your friends closer to Jesus? And are the friends that you chose to influence you bringing you closer to Jesus? Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: As iron sharpens iron, Bailey read it already, so a friend sharpens a friend. Why are we being sharpened? Is it just so you can be a good person? No. We are sharpening each, sharpening each other to grow spiritually, to know the Lord more. We are sharpening each other to bring each other closer to Jesus, like those friends. Does your friendship have a purpose greater than just a mutual benefit? Here's my favorite. Three girls have a relaxed dinner at an Asian restaurant. They giggle and talk about life while they wait on their fourth, who's late. When she arrives, she's brought a new friend. The new friend is quickly and comfortably absorbed into the conversation of the other four. One girl casually asks if she's attending church. Anywhere, and they all listen as she explains why and shares pieces of her life as to why she is and where she is now. That girl gained four friends. Are your friendships only benefiting you and that one friend? Or even do you have a consumer mentality about your friendships? John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You can also read that in reverse. If you love one another, everyone will know that you're my disciples. Are you loving your friends in such a way that people recognize that you're a Christian? What kind of friend are you? What kind of friends are you surrounding yourself with? How can your relationships build the kingdom of God? John 17, 21, Jesus is praying, and he's praying for his disciples, and he says, I pray that they will all be one, as in unified, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. How could your friendships build the kingdom of God in the world around you? How does God command us to treat our friends? Colossians 3, 12-13. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so must you do. What kind of friends do you have? And what kind of friend are you? Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the opportunity, the courage, the strength and the discipline to not just collect friends, but to choose them. Lord, we're not... We're not a mosquito zapper collecting mosquitoes. Lord, we get to go and choose who we're going to allow to influence our lives and who we desire to influence. And I pray that you are doing a work in this room that people are going to begin to allow some friendships to fade away. 
Maybe some of them will have to make it decisively. I thank you, Lord, for the friendships that are going to be built with people that they don't expect. Lord, let us break out of our cliques. Let us break out of being so exclusive as to only like to be around people just like us. Help us to branch out. Help us to make friends with people that are completely different than us. Because, Lord, as we grow in knowing each other, we're growing in knowing you. Because as we love another, that's the way we love you. And, Lord, there is something in everyone that we can learn. Heavenly Father, bring in powerful friendships with people that are genuinely interested in helping us grow in you. And I pray that you'll change our hearts from being so selfish to wanting to pour into them so they can know you more. Break us free from a consumerism concept around friendship. And I pray that the love that we have between each other will show people that we love you. Lord, you are a good God. Your mercy endures forever. Have your way in this room and bless our leaders as they break out into e-groups. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, e-group leaders.